Good morning, Rabbi Yisai. Today's shir is being sponsored by our good friend Robert Links, the architect of the Space Medrash. Le'ilu nishmas Ezra Yisrael ben Yitzchok Tzvi Alevi Links. The Neshama should have an Aliyah. There's tape in here if you want to get it over here like this. Um, first email from Morris Massel. MJM, great initials. MJ, plus a M. I use your eight-minute reviews for Chazar for the Shas Chabura program. So that actually touches home because I am part of the Chabura. Laibi took his first test on 30 DAF this past week. So whoever wants to join the Shas Chabura program, we have a whole Chabura of guys. Are you part of it, Mendy? Mendy Auerbach is part of it. It's a great Chabura. You can always start. You said, Rachamim, you wanted to join us. <clears throat> the way it works is you chazer yesterday's daf and last week's daf and last month's daf and 90 days ago daf and last year. Bikitzer, it's a great chazar program. It's designed for memory, for memorization. Fine. So he says, oh, your shakayach just heard that you had your first grandchild. You look young. Thank you. Mazel tov, your grandchild and children should give you tremendous nachas and you should be zoicha to continue to teach a generation. Mazel tov, MJM. Rabbi Isai, this guy knows how to do it. We discussed about um, sandwich, giving a little criticism with a little compliment. This guy gave a serious compliment, probably one of the best and one of the strongest shtachs yet. Dear Abeli, first thank you for your daily shear, which has enriched my spiritual life beyond words. I feel like I'm part of a worldwide daf community. I daven better, my brachas are better, and I'm an overall better Jew. The internet could have been developed just for your shear. That being said, I was surprised at the comment you made at point minute 548 on daf 40. On tul baruch, tul baruch. The example you gave in getting someone's attention was that maybe your wife is spacing out. This guy is amazing because he also sticks in humor and... I know you did not mean any harm, but if one's wife is spacing out at the Shabbos table, it's probably because she baked that delicious challah Thursday night in the wee hours and also cooked for Shabbos and got the children ready for baths and pajamas to bed. And perhaps also works a part-full-time job and do chesed or free time. Don't forget that chazar and people sit around the table need your attention. So maybe it's not a good example to use. Let us remember how Rebbe Kiva praised his wife. Make way for her. All of your learning belongs to her. I've tried that so many times. Forget it. May you be blessed. And then he sandwiches. May you be blessed to continue streaming Torah to all of us from a sincere fan of yours. Rabbi say it's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand. I can't make fun of my kids anymore. I can't use my wife as an example. It's Neira Vayim. What will I do? This comes from our great friend who happens to be a very chosh of a guy. He's a rov in Lakewood. Mazel tov, it's a girl. Look at the hospital bed here. What is this guy doing with his Gemara open? Ah, happens to be my cousin. <laughs> He's amazing. Rafael Yoselevsky, Joe Solowski, I don't know how he goes anymore. And this is an amazing Talmud Chacham as well. In a lot, with his jacket on, it's so hot in a lot, you have to wear a coat. He's the one, by the way, that, that controls the temperature in this room. You just understand what's going on here. He wears a coat in a lot. But Baruch Hashem, yeah. Okay, so that's that. We have more. Oh, 
Gary in Elat is eating with the daf. Of course, he pays more attention to the daf on vacation than he does during. The <laughs> ouch! Ouch! Now, by the way, I know I know that he's watching because he did take the picture of him yesterday that he put on, and he put it as the main, as the thumbnail. So he. All right, Zokta I just want to warn you that in today's daf, all the way at the end, is one of the scariest, one of the scariest uh, words in all of Shas. So first of all, we have to welcome some of our guests. We have a brand new guest from England, Rabbi Yisrael Fine. Where is he? Shalom Aleichem. How are you? We're in England. London. Okay, we, we like the Londoners. The Manchester guys are getting a stickle. <laughs> and then we have David Dimbert again from. Illinois, from Highland, Illinois, and he's the owner of a coffee company. Today we're drinking his coffee. So if you don't like it, don't be... <laughs> we once had a guest, and my wife took out this chalm bowl. And I'm like, why are you using that ugly chalm bowl? You should use the regular one. She goes, <clears throat> she's the one that gave it. <laughs> so, yeah, so if you have any compliments, say them. No, but it's, it's good coffee. This is what he does for a living. Anyways, what's the name of the company again? Cafe Carioca. Carioca, Cafe Carioca from Illinois. He says it happens to be, it's much, Nachman Seltzer is giving you a much better than, than the other stuff we had. All right, you're on. Start shipping it in, Raboisai. And Rabbi Halpern is leaving us, unfortunately, for a little bit. He likes to do that. Till when? Till Pesach? Hashem Yerachim. Not good, not good. We finally got Rabbi Leader back. We're sitting right, right next to you, and, and you have to leave. Okay. So whoever stole Rabbi Leader's seat could take Rabbi Halpern's seat. All right, so we're in the middle of a sugi here. So just go back a little bit. The Mishnah discusses the brachim make on noivlois. And the Gemara says, what are noivlois? According to everybody, noivlois means dates that were burnt in the sun. So according to the Tanakhami, you make a shahakal. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, you don't make a bracha at all because it's a klala, it's a curse when they got burned like that. Now, there's another concept called noivlois, tomorrow. Sounds like the same thing, and we're talking about a burnt date. It sounds almost the same thing. Is it the same thing or not? Says Gemara, that noivlois tomorrow is actually machloig is what it is. Either it's this burnt date that we're talking about, or it's a date that falls off the tree from the wind. Says the Gemara... Well, we'll go back four lines. Why not? We're late anyways. How much time do we have? <laughs> one says it's the burnt date. One says it's the one that fell off the tree, blew off the tree. Now, we got to be careful with this table. It's shaking a lot. Shaking a lot means that all the guys that are watching it later on, they're going to be dizzy. All right. Sorry. We're going to be using that camera that's already in use and it's already streaming live on tests and it works well. Then there won't be any shaking Be'ez Hashem. So just hold it up, hold up for another few days. Anyway, says the Gemara, when it comes to Dmai, the Amaretz, we are concerned that perhaps he didn't separate Truma. When it's a very cheap product, we say he did separate. It's Kalanshib Dmai. Sveginu the Pater of Adon You don't have to give Truma because the Amaretz did it for you. But if it's a certain vadai that he didn't give truma, you have to give truma. Now it makes sense if they are burnt on the tree, you would have to give truma. It's still a date, you still have to give truma. 
But if you say that a day, these are dates that fell off the tree from the wind, why do you have to give truma at all? The owner knows that once the wind comes and blows his dates off the tree and he doesn't have a chance to get them, who's going to get it? The little uh, the creatures on the ground. The, the insects are going to start eating at it and therefore he's mafkir it right away. Hefker doesn't eat truma. Says Yes, he, you don't have to give truma, but once you make it into a giant pile, the concern is other people might think that you are cheating. Look, you have a lot, it's yours, and therefore we made you give truma. These are all things that the ani takes from the field. If the poor person made a pile out of it, they became now, here's where we're holding today's daf. If we're discussing these dates that fell off in the wind, why is there a difference in the naming of the word? In our mission, it's called noivlois, without any, any uh, tomorrow. Over there by Dmai, it's called noivlois tomorrow. What's the difference? Now, if you say by us, it's talking about the burnt ones, and over there, it's talking about the ones that fell off the tree. It's two types. So that's why they're two different names. But if in both cases we're talking about the burnt guy, he knows not to talk. You see, I only had to teach him once. But I'm not going to make fun of you because I got an email and more than an email from somebody. Fine. But you see, whoever sent me that email, you see, it caused the disturbance. Other people stopped, picked up their head. Somebody made a comment. Therefore, somebody like you, Judah, only Judah, when he makes a mistake like that, we have to discuss it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on silent, Rabbi How come they not call the same name in both Mishnahis? By the way, I forgot to mention. If anybody lives around Modini Lit or is watching from the area of Modini Lit, we had a request. There's somebody that's homebound and can't leave his house and he would like to watch the shear, but he needs somebody to set up his internet and computer with filters, etc. Might be a stickle of a hassle. If somebody knows how to do it and how to get there, let us know. Be in touch. So we had in the Mishnah Machloik is a person has fruits in front of him. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you go by the Shiva Saminim. According to the Chachamim, it goes by the one you like more. If you have two ha'ets, you have an apple and an olive. What do most people like more? Most people, I would think, like apples. It doesn't really matter for this example. Let's say you like an apple more. What? What costs more, an apple? Oh, who's talking about cost there? We're talking about what you like. You got it for free. You got both of them for free. Somebody them. delivered it to your house. What do you like more? You like olives more? Yeah, I said you like an olive or an apple. Very good. So you like an apple more than an olive, but the olive is shiva saminim. Which one do you make first? The Rebbe Yudas Sovar min shiva adif. Shiva saminim comes first. Doesn't matter what you like. Rabban Savri min chaviv adif. It goes what you like more. Avol b'shem b'kusem shavos. But if you have a eitz and a hadama, let's say. So if you have a carrot and an apple, which one do you make first? It doesn't matter really. Oh, so there's a, there's a, there's a nida in, in 
the halacha. According to the Bahag, what comes first, really? I mean, from the Gemara's mashma that you could do any one you want. The Bahag says, though, ha'etz is more specific. That's why ha'etz comes first. Not that it's more chashav bracha, but it's more specific. You narrow it down. Anything that's narrowed down more. But according to Taisvas, there's a concept called chaviv. Whatever you like more. If you like carrots more than apples, you should make on the carrot. According to Rashi, there's no concept of chaviv here. Fine. According what? No, you cannot make adama and pat the eight. That we'll see soon. You could only make adama on something that you made a mistake. If you made a adama on an apple by mistake, then it patters it. But if you have a adama and the eights in front of you, and you make a adama, it does not patter the eights. Says the Gemara. What? Unless one is a tuflin acre, that, but that's a different halacha. Yeah, that's different. So that's what we said yesterday. We passkin. Were you here yesterday? Okay, so Machloik is Russian Rambam. He's just asking. You want to eat this one now first because to right now it's more chavav to you. But yesterday, the other. So why do you want to eat it first? Why do you want it? So that's chavav for you right now. That's no, no. Chavav means what you want to do right now. Are you in the mood of? What are you in the mood of right now? All right. Meisvei, hoyel lefan of tznoin v'zayis. Question: If I have a vegetable and a fruit, I have a radish and an olive. It says mafurish in the brayse mevarach alatznoin upoiter sazayis. I first make a bracha on the hadama, and I no longer have to make a bracha on the olive. So the Gemara says the big concept that we're going to learn later on. When I eat, let's say I, I take a, a cracker and I dip it in cheese. So I have a mezainus and shackle. So I make, on, if, I want, if I like the cracker more, I make one bracha mezainus and I patter the cheese. Yeah, so over here also. If I'm eating radish, I'm eating it for the radish. I like radish, but it's too sharp in my mouth. So I take an olive later on to diffuse the sharpness. So why am I eating the olive? The olive is tuffle to the tznoin. And memela, all I need to do is make one bracha, not two brachas like we learned until now. Till now we were learning you have to make two brachas, one a eight and one a dama. Which one comes first? Whatever they pass comes first. I, the Bryce says I only make one bracha. I make one a dama and that's enough for the eight. The answer is because in that case, it's a special case where the olive is not for your own Benefit, so to speak, it's not for your food, it's more as a tuffle to the tznoin. Anytime you have a tuffle, you don't make a second bracha. Very interesting. Rishalim Zalman Oribach says you don't make a, a bracha on the pickle when you eat it with the Rishalmi Koga. That comes from a true Yerushalmi. Interesting. So, why? Because the pickle comes to diffuse the sweetness? There's an interesting. I believe that there's an interesting chiddush here as well that usually the tafel and the ikers when you eat it together you take a cracker, you dip it in to, to herring or whatever you're doing over there so there's a tafel and iker over here you eat the tznayin and then it could be later on you eat the, pit, the, the olive similar to Yerushalmi kog you don't necessarily eat them together in the same bite Yerushalmi kog then a minute or a couple seconds later you put the so that's also considered tafel we'll see later on in the sugya 
No, over there it's the same, it's just together. Eh, what about ice cream? What about ice cream cone? Ice cream is different. Ice cream is the... Okay. What? It doesn't matter how much. What are you, why are you eating this now? Let's say you eat 25 pickles with a small piece of Yushalmi Kogel. If they're coming to diffuse the Yushalmi Kogel test, then they become a tofu. I don't think it has to do with the melt. Probably. If you eat pickle first, then it'll make a difference. Because now it's not a, a tofu too. You're eating it unless, again, what's your reason? Are you doing it to diffuse the taste that's coming into your mouth in a second? There might not be a difference. I don't know. You're saying for, you know for a fact that that's what Shlomo and Zaman Arav said, if you eat the pickle first? Obed, okay, fine. That's his fault. Yeah. Okay, we got to move. Yochim is How do we explain the seifa? And the Gemara is going to say that we have to insert some words here. No, if you're eating a turna, uh, uh, whatever it's called, it's noin and an olive, you make the brach on the olive. I eat tofu. Less than review the it's not kosher. Well, he doesn't hold it. It's halacha that tofu you don't make a bracha. That can't be. They doesn't hold of it. But Tanya review the oimer You see the concept. The review that does hold that you don't make a bracha on the tofu. Says the Gemara. Yes, we are talking about this case. The radish is the main thing. You have to stick in a couple of words. There's another machlek is going on here. Anytime it says, everybody discusses, there's the gain on it. Did Rebbe, when he wrote it, he knew that people understand it, at least in his generation. Or you could actually be medayik in the words of the Mishnah and come up with this. But it doesn't mean, oh, they forgot the words. Purposely, they omitted these words because it, it was too confusing or whatever the reason is. Yes, sort of what you're saying, because they had a certain Mishnah all the years, and they repeated it, and everybody knew the same Mishnah. And then later on, another halacha came in. They didn't want to insert those words, because it confused all the people that had their old song. Something like that. Anyways, this is the halacha that we had. You make the bracha on the ikr, not on the tafel. Oh, and here we stick in. If... The radish is not the main thing, then you make a bracha on one, and then you make another bracha on the other. Let's say you have, what does this mean, ushnei minim ba'alma? Meaning, we're going away, Rabbi Yisai, all the Gemara is saying, we're going away from the, the radish and the olive. Ushnei minim da'alma, regular stuff. In other words, an apple and an olive, two or eights. I'll just explain the, the word ba'alma, what does ba'alma mean? Ba'alma just says, pay attention that we're not talking about this radish and olive anymore. Shabikoseim Shavas, all should say Shnei Minim Shabikoseim Shavas. Whatever. Fine. So now you have an apple and an olive. So, Mevarach Alezimem Shiyir. No, Shiva Saminim comes first. So this is Ula. Up until now is Ula. The Machloikis is when the Bracha, we have an olive and an apple. Which one do you make a Bracha first? Does Chaviv come first? Or does Shiva Saminim come first? Now, another shita. That's what we just said. Now, 
Even when there's a ha'etz and ha'adama, there's another machlokes. Why? We explain that. What could be the machlokes between ha'etz and ha'adama? What's, what's the Gemara's question? You have to make ha'adama and you have to make ha'etz. One cannot be one can't patter the other. So then there's no machlokes. We're not holding yet about what comes first, what comes second. Question, could one patter the other, like a tznoin patter a radish? No. If you have a eight and you have a adama, and one is not a tuffle to the other, you must make two brachas. No, a new concept called which one comes first. I have a beautiful chart here. I'm very proud of this chart. I don't know if you can see, it's very, very colorful. And I'll explain to you what's nice about this chart. And the, the, it continues with the sugya. In the Pasuk it says, So wheat comes before barley, and barley comes before grapes, grapes comes before dates, pomegranate, figs, and dates are all the way in the bottom. That's how we understand the sugya right now. There's seven things, and every one in the Pasuk, the bracha comes before the one before. So if you're eating these two, grapes and figs, you must make the bracha on grapes before figs. Now, what does that have to do with our sugya? We are talking about ha'adama and ha'etz. So how does that fit in with our sugya? The answer is, if the Torah is makbed on these specific foods in order, so certainly these foods come before ha'adama. If a fig, if, if grapes come before a fig, so grapes come before a carrot. Because these are the most important foods. These are the shivas haminim. And yet, within Shivas Haminim, there's an order, so certainly the Gemara is understanding that there should be an order between Ha'etz, or the Shivas Haminim, and other Minim. Shinemar, Eretz, Chitu Soira, Vigavim, Mutainu, Virimai, Eretz, Yishem, and Vash. Upligi the Rebbe Chanon. Dom Rebbe Chanon, Kala Posuk Kuloi, Lishiurim, Nemar. So check this out for a second. I wanted to make, if we have, by the way, if somebody's listening or somebody knows of an artist that's willing to do artwork every day for the Shir, I'd greatly appreciate it. We're looking for like, here, this would have been a beautiful chart, just very difficult to make for me. For an artist, it's not a big deal. But if you look at this, let's go even in reverse. The Gemara, this man, the Omar of Khanan, says that each one of these represents a shear in the Torah. One shear, like we all know, Zayis. Everything is a Zayis. Chelev, Dam, Pigel, Noisar, Mace, all these things are Zayis. So that's Zayis. Dvash is what you eat on Yom Kippur. If you eat this on Yom Kippur, you are chayev, a carbon, miso, whatever. Remind, if you have a hole this size in your pot, then it's not makabal tum anymore. Te'ina, if you take this out on Shabbos into another rishos, you chayev on Gefen is slightly complicated. If you're a nazar and you eat peels of a grape the size of a revius of wine, how do you measure it? We'll go into it more. It's grape. Soira, if you have a small barley, this piece, of a bone of a dead person in a room and you touch it, your tummy, and if you lift it, your tummy, but the room is not tummy ba'ayl. And chita, let's say chita inside. This one is very interesting because it's not really a shear of chita, it's just the concept of chita. It's not the size of a chita, it is chita. So, and if it's lishiurim, then there's no gdima. I'm not talking about which one comes first according to this man, Omar. There is no gdima, so there's no gdima, so therefore, Shivas Haminim doesn't come before vegetables. 
The house of a Mitzorah, a Mitzorah's house, it has Tumah. Don't, don't imagine this. But anyways, a guy walks in, all his clothes are in his hand, his shoes, everything, his, his ring. Everything becomes Tomei immediately. It's a very interesting halacha. But if he's wearing his kalim, he's wearing his clothing, his clothing do not become Tomei for three to nine minutes. He could walk in, and if he walks out immediately, his clothing are not Tomei. What's the shear? He's wearing his ring. Achilles pras. Achilles pras is half. Half a what? Half a loaf of bread. A loaf of bread is two suudos. It's an important shear. So a half a loaf means one suuda. Four eggs. How long does that take? And how do you, what kind of bread? Because now we're going to say it has to be very easy to eat. The easiest bread to eat is white bread. Paschitin. So Bekitzer, the shear of chita, is this bread. As long as you take bread. So it's not a real shear, it's just a type of bread. And he's leaning, and he has the best dips, and it's easy for him to eat. Fine. So Bekitzer, he could be in there for three to nine minutes, whatever the shear is, and he's not tummy. His clothing and his ring are not tummy. If you have a bone from a dead person and you touch it or you lift it, it's the size of a barley. Like other bones, if you have a skull, for instance, then the whole room becomes Tomei Ba'ayl. Geffen. So, obviously, a Nazar cannot drink wine, but he also can't eat the chertzanim, the, the pits, the, the seeds, the, the, the peel. How much? The size of a revius. How do you measure a revius? By displacement. How do you displace? Not with water, but with wine, because wine is thicker, so it takes more of the product to displace the wine, because it'll go overboard without spilling over if it's wine. Teino, kigregeris Shabbos, when it comes to food, not other stuff. Other things is the size of whatever's chashiv. When it comes to food, it's the size of a fig. That, that's how much food you chayiv in Yitzhah Shabbos. Remind, kidisnan, kol klei balabatim. In other words, if a person owns a kli, in those days, remember, everything was very difficult and hard to come, up, to come by. And then Mela, how do you get a clee? You have to work hard, it costs a lot of money. So if you have a small little hole in your clee, you're not going to toss it in the garbage. You can say, oh, I can use it to hold my nuts, my, my, my grain, whatever it is. Now, I have a larger hole, say, oh, I can use it to use, I'm, I'm just quoting Rashi, I can use it for my olives. I, it's larger, I can use it for my pomegranate. But once I get the pomegranate, it's that large, even... Though it costs you a lot of money, you toss it. The point that Rashi makes is that if I'm selling a pot and has a tiny hole, even a needle, I toss it out. Because that I can't sell. Fine. Akopan, that's the shear of Rimon. Everything in the Torah is the size of an olive. Everything. You just mentioned a bunch that are not. Most of the Shurim are Kazayas. Like we mentioned, Chelev, Dam, Pigul, Noisar, Mace, a ton of things are Kezais. Maybe Matzam, Pesach, whatever. It's Kezais, everything's Kezais. Zogdi Gemara, Devash, the last one in the Pasuk is a date. Kakuseves That's how much you chayv. Obviously, you're not allowed to eat less than that. But if you were to eat a date, then you chayv a carbon b'shoigeg, you chayv karas, or you chayv misa be. Amazing. 
Now, what does the other man say? He says it comes to tell us the, the, the order of how you have to make a bracha. He says, look, it doesn't say anything in the Torah about barley and a bone. Where does it mention a bone? That's your drasha. Okay, that's called an asmachta. That has nothing to do with the Pasuk, but the main point of the Pasuk is to teach me the order. It's amazing Gemara. Rav Chizda and Rav Nunu were sitting by Suda, So check this out. They brought to them these two objects, the, a pomegranate and a date. What comes first? In, in order, the pomegranate comes before the date. So what should have he made a bracha on? He should have made a bracha first on the pomegranate, then on the date. The date is the last one in the Pasuk. So he asked him, He made the bracha on the seventh one instead of on the fifth. What do you do about Rav Yosef? That pomegranates come first. It's amazing. Check it out. It says in the Pasuk, Eretz Chita. And then it says in the Pasuk, Eretz Zeshemen. This is a new start. So I have here, if you look, it says 1-2. Dvash. The, the date is number two in the list versus number five in the list. Two comes before five. It's a new pasuk. Eretz zeishem and dvash. No, but this don't, he took from this one. No, we said that on we said that on Maitzi. That's on Maitzi. Yeah. We had also about um, about Chashuv, but it was a half of no. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Exactly. That's exactly great point. So Chaim just explained the Gemara. The reason why the Torah broke it up is to tell you that the list is not in order. It's not seven. It's five and then one, two. But it's not a list. It's not in order. It's two lists. Oh, you mean it should have been like that. I, <laughs> the problem is, Chaim, well, anytime we learn Psukim, you disappear, so you don't know how to darshan well. You have to go back now to Menachas and relearn all those Mesechtas. But you're not going to say that because. <laughs> so listen. What? Oh, okay. So I'm going to say in a second. Omalei, man, yovlo, nagri, the parzlov, and ashminoch. Who, Halavai, should be a robot. They should have metal feet, and I could serve you forever. Rav Chiz is telling you, Rav Nuna, I love your Pshad, it's amazing. I just want to serve you forever. So Dr. Factor is asking a kasha. What do I do if I have, what comes first? Kasha, kasha. What comes first, dates or barley? This is number two and this is number two. What comes first? It says twice is barley because it's, it's two in the first list versus two in the second list. Answers your question. What about number one, Zayis and barley? Zayis, okay, fine. Just want to make sure that people are paying attention. Fine. Why? Ah, you mean, but it's barley? Yeah, a dhamma of this thing. Not if you chew it. Chit is also, uh, if you chew it. We had, we had in the Gemara. Zokti Gemara. Itmar. We're getting there, a boy side, to one of the most the scariest words for me. Not for you, for me. So Rashi explains, these are, these are desserts. 
Who, who eats fruit in the middle of a suda? It's not part of the meal. You don't eat. It's dessert. In those days especially, right? You gave your kids, instead of candy, you gave them a goizim. So me too. If you live named Tainim, I know Mesecha Suda. Omer Avhuno, Tuunim Brochal if Neim, Vein Tuunim Brochal Achreim. So they, they require their own special Brochal. They are not, you're not Yoitza with the Hamoitzi that you made because it's not part of the bread. However, the Birkus Hamazan at the end does patter what I just ate. Vechein, Omer Avnachmin, Tuuno Brochal if Neim, Vein Tuuno Brochal. And Rav Nachman also says they require bracha before and not after. Rav No, they need a bigger samazan. Why? There is no such thing. If there is no such thing as you have to make a bracha. But you're not going to make a benching. And the benching that you're doing from something else is going to patter this. Ella? What? That doesn't need a bracha at all. No. I don't, no, no you're not, I don't think you're chayv. No, if you taste, taste not. Oh, swallowing is something else. Yeah, everything you need. So, no, but then, then it's not timo. Why not? Because you need enough. What? Oh, less than a kezayis. Okay. But he ate over here kezayis. He ate the shear. Over here he ate the shear. He ate the shear and I want to be yoitza with the birkas hamazan that I, made, that I made on a different food. Yeah? One second. But don't you know me, Rosh, that that's what's happening? Oh, so... Don't you know me, Rosh, that that's what's going to happen? That they bring you at the end of the meal? So yeah, of course it's going to be part of the meal. You have to make a bracha u'shoyna. But the bracha u'shoyna is part of that suda. No. Why not? Because it's, it's not... It's doesn't matter. It's not bottled. It's not something you eat with bread. Doesn't it? If, if they bring you ice cream, because they bring you ice cream, and you know that. We're mechalic when it comes to that's the also good. Right? It has nothing to do with what you know. Time out, time out. It doesn't. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with what you think. It has to do. Does it go together with bread? Does it go together with bread? It's something you eat with bread. Just because you think about it and you want it, candy. I give you licorice, and you put it. It's not. It's not part of the suda, even though you thought about it. That's why dessert, most people, I think that's the law. You have to make a new bracha on dessert. I don't think people, nobody's... No, you know that your wife made dessert, but you have to make a bracha on dessert because it's not part of the, the meal. Okay, let me get to these words. Can I get to these words? We're almost we're running out of time here. You always have to make a bracha on dessert. But you're talking about after Hamaiti. Yeah, yeah, on dessert, on dessert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On dessert... That's You're learning a new halacha now. On dessert, you have to make a bracha rishayna. Oh, you just ruined it. Ella pasa bobi kisnin. These are the words. <laughs> You're such a spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> but you such a bucking chest. You just threw it out there. Anyways, pasa bobi kisnin. So this is a massive sugya, and we're doing dafiyami. We'll just say what Rashi says. Maybe Tosis also. Well, what, what's the translation of pasa bobi kisnin? Pasa Baba Kisnin says Rashi. What's Kisnin? A lot of people think Pasa Baba Kisnin, that the Kisnin is part of the bread. It says Rashi, no. Kisnin means toasted oats, toasted grain. That's Kisnin. I bring that to the table. Together with that, I bring Pas. Pasa Baba Kisnin. It comes together with toasted grain. Now, Rashi explains that this, toasted, this bread is different than regular bread. It's a snack bread, and it has a lot of nuts in it. It has a lot of Yummy things, a lot of sugar, whatever. Rashi doesn't say that, but it's a lot of other stuff. 
to the point where people explain that the, 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 all the, the Mepharshim explained that there's so little flour in it that it doesn't have enough of a shear in it to make a bracha achreina. That's what Rashi holds. It, it's, it, there's, it's a bread that has so much other things going on, not enough for a shear. Toysis asks, but we know that kol shi is regardless in the amount of flour that it has. It doesn't have to have a shear. Therefore, Toysis learns a completely different shot. But Rashi is learning over here, and it's very important, that Rashi says that this is going after Birkas HaMazan. After Birkas HaMazan, they bring you this, this pas HaBobi Kisnin, they bring you a bowl of Kisnin, and they bring you this pas, so you don't make a bracha achrein on it, because it doesn't have enough flour in it. So what do you make? It says Rashi, V'loi klum, you make a boyer in a fashas. Toysis holds no, that you make ala mechia. You don't make a Birkis HaMazan, you make a, what? You ate a Kezayis, or whatever the shear is, but in that Kezayis is not enough flour to make a shear. So you make a Bar Nefashis. V'loiklom always means a Bar Nefashis. Says Rav Sheishis, hold on, says Rav Sheishis. from the top. If you're going to bring something into the meal, you have to make a bracha beforehand and afterwards. There's, there's only one thing in the world that you make a bracha beforehand. Let's say, uh, Mezaynas. But when you only make a bar nefashas, and that is pas habavik kisnin according to Rashi. What? You don't make a bracha achrein at all. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> he took it literally. Like that guy when I said as a joke that my the shalom zach is starting at eleven o'clock. So uh, two guys showed up at eleven o'clock. It was almost three Chaim, until I had to convince him that I was joking. <laughs> so anyways, don't go around saying that I said that at a Kiddush you don't have to make a bracha It was a joke. I just noticed that people like to do that. The Mandavadet says that you, don't, that you have to make a bracha on fruit in the middle of the meal. is mechulat on this Basically, this is not themselves. Once you make hamaytzi, potter from everything in the meal. We don't pass like the first one, we pass like the second one. Yayin is passes everything in the meal. So what can we take home here? Here's the problem. It's slightly complicated. I made a chart. I don't know if you guys could see this chart. So just to explain what's going to... Rapapa is going to say three halachas here. Rashi explains it one way. And Taisa explains it another way. And usually we'll go with Rashi and kind of pretend we don't know about Taisa to make it easier. The issue is that the halacha is like taisvis. La halacha. And this is how we're familiar with these halachas in taisvis. I'm just going to mention taisvis as well. We have three things here. If something comes during the suda, because of the suda, machmasa suda, you're eating it, what, and what does that mean? Machleks rashi taisvis. And what's the bracha? The bracha is, you don't make a bracha not before, not, ever, not, not after, because it comes because of the suda, and it's with the suda. What does it mean? According to Rashi, it's a dip for bread. But that's not the halacha. According to Taisvis, it's meat. That's how we eat. We eat meat and we don't make bracha on the meat. It comes because of the suda. It's when you eat challah, you're going to have fish right away. And you're gonna, do you eat the fish with the challah? Not necessarily. Do you eat the meat with the challah? No. It comes because... Rashi says no. You have to eat it with the challah. It's the dip of the challah. Then you don't need a bracha before and after. That's one thing. Next halacha. If it doesn't become... Because, and daisa is very important. Daisa is porridge, 
And if you look over here in the chart, you can see how Rashi's second halacha is like Taisa's first halacha. Dice and Daisa, they line up this way. And Peiros and Peiros, Rashi's third halacha is like Taisa's second halacha. Okay, just, you, it's more visual. Then you have that it doesn't come because of the Suda, but it's in the middle of the Suda, such as not a dip, says Rashi, and like Daisa, like porridge, it's not for the Suda, it's to fill you up. Taisa's already said that in the first halacha, that it does come because of the Suda. Daisa is for the Suda. MMA Halacha, and Taisa says that is referring to fruit. Fruit is not something you eat together with bread. It's almost like a dessert. Memela, you make a bracha beforehand, and that's how we paskin, sorry. You make a bracha beforehand, but you don't make uh, uh, the, the, the birkas hamazin goes also on your dessert. But before you eat dessert, you should make a bracha. What? Exactly. It's not a joke. What he's saying is it's true halacha. If you eat the fruit on top of the challah, then you won't. What do you say? It's the same thing. Daisa, boss, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, la'achar suda, according to Rashi, means brought him fruit, and according to Taisus, means literally after the suda. According to Rashi, it doesn't mean after the suda. Suda just means something that you eat later on, but it's in the suda. And according to Taisus, it means you shut down shop. You took everything off the table. At what point exactly? Not clear. I mean, it's a shy what it means, but we all know the suda is over. You take the challah off the All of a sudden, they bring you meat out. You bring meat, oh, now it's a new suda, and therefore I have to make a new bracha, lefnei v'achrei. Sorry. Before bench. Zog to Gemara inside. Omer HaPapa, Hilchasa. Now we saw it all, so we can just fly through it. Hilchasa. Devarim HaBayim, Machmasa suda, Betachas suda, according to Rashi means a dip, according to Taisa means meat. Eintuna bracha, lefnei v'lefneim, you don't need either bracha. Vishleim Machmasa suda means not a dip, or daisa, porridge, you need to make a bracha beforehand. And according to Taisus, it's fruit. Now, why? Because it's not for to satiate, it's just a dessert. And I need a birkas amazon on it. Shalu as Ben Zoyma. You can look it up on WhatsApp. That's where I'm holding. What do you say? They need a, yeah, a no, yeah, not break some Muslim. Right, the own bracha. How come if you eat bread in the beginning, you don't have to make a bracha afterwards? We know, you make hamoitzi, you eat anything you want during the meal. So how come it doesn't apply to wine? The same halacha. I make hamoitzi on bread, I should patter the wine. Shani yain, the goyrim bracha lasmas. Explained yesterday. Since you make havdalah wine, you make kiddush on wine, I don't necessarily want to drink that wine. I actually like to sip it slowly. I don't like to gulp down a whole revius. But I have to because it's part of kiddush. So Mamela has its own special bracha, which the hamaytzi is not maitzi. Have a wonderful day. Really? Modiini lit guy is taking care of Baruch Hashem. Somebody's going down there and taking care. Mi kamcha Yisrael, thank you very much.